0: hello everyone and welcome back to astrology now podcast my name is christine rodriguez and in this segment i am going to be discussing gemstones in vedic astrology there are so many different remedial measures that we've discussed like mantras mudras meditations yagyas and of course, gemstones. Gemstones are one of the most popular remedial measures, and sometimes they're just nice to have. People enjoy representing which sign they're connected with. Now, gemstones can also be used as such a powerful tool to amplify positive energy in our birth chart. And so in this segment, I'm going to be discussing simply which planet is associated to which gemstones, but then which gemstones are going to be more or less auspicious for each of the 12 zodiac signs and why? Because the houses in Vedic astrology have a lot to do with that. If you need to calculate your birth chart, your Vedic birth chart, you can go to my website innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings and then chart to calculate your individual birth chart and ensure that you are getting the correct advice from this podcast. I also want to say I have a new Patreon account, it's patreon.com slash astrology now podcast, where I post weekly horoscopes for each of the 12 zodiac signs to prepare you for the week ahead, as well as an additional educational session on Thursday. In addition to that, we do really fun things like the patron spotlight where I interview you to learn more about you and your experience with astrology and the Patreon social where we just get together to hang out. We just had the first one the other day and it was so much fun. So if any of that sounds enjoyable for you, please consider signing up for Patreon. The link to that will be in the descriptions. So jumping in to gemstones in Vedic astrology. So first of all, very fundamentally, Each of the planets or the grahas is connected to different stones and these stones are going to amplify the energy of these planets. I as an astrologer do not recommend gemstones for Rahu or Ketu, so I'm not going to be talking about them today. Just giving you guys the heads up. For the sun, the gemstones that are connected to the sun are going to be ruby, red spinel, and rhodolite. The gemstones associated to the moon are going to be a pearl, a South Sea pearl or a moonstone. The gemstones associated to Mars are going to be red, coral, carnelian, or potentially bloodstone. Mercury is going to be connected to an emerald, green, tourmaline, or a peridot. Jupiter is going to be connected to red, sapphire, yellow, topaz, or citrine. Venus is going to be associated to a diamond, white sapphire, or a white zircon. And Saturn is going to be associated to blue sapphire or blue spinel, or possibly an amethyst as well for Saturn. Okay, So those are the stones associated to the different planets. But when we're looking at a birth chart, it's not as simple as just saying, oh, they have an exalted sun, so let's give them a ruby. Okay. That planet is already strong in their birth chart. So it's got a lot of support. Perhaps that would be a good stone for someone to have, but I'm just saying it's not as simple. We want to see which planets are ruling which houses. So for example... We do not want to give someone a gemstone that rules the Dastana houses—houses six, eight, and twelve. We do not want to strengthen the Dastana houses. Okay, so you could love moonstones, but if Cancer is in your eighth house, I would not recommend for you to wear moonstones. Okay, houses that give mixed results are going to be the Marka houses—houses two and seven—and the Upachaya houses—houses houses three six, and 11. Okay, and of course, the sixth house is also a dastana. The houses that I feel are the easiest to work with are going to be the Dharma houses, one, five, and nine. So for me personally, I always try to go for the Dharma houses, houses one, five, and nine, the planets that rule those houses. Now there is a rule that says if a planet is inherently auspicious in the birth chart, and let's just say it's afflicted, it's debilitated, or it's receiving a lot of malefic aspects. If you get a gemstone for that planet, it's possible that it helps neutralize that karma. But again, and this is saying maybe it's the ruler of the first, fifth or ninth. I, if This is the situation for you. I would recommend talking to an astrologer just in case. But if the first, fifth, ninth house ruler are not afflicted, that's definitely a go. Okay, it's going to be a good gemstone for you. But to make your life a little bit easier, if a lot of this just sounds like gibberish, I'm going to discuss the 12 zodiac signs and which gemstones are going to be more or less auspicious for that rising sign. Okay, for your rising sign, that's the one you want to look at, because your rising sign is going to dictate which houses which sign is in each of the houses. Okay, so we're not talking about the sun sign, not talking about I mean, the moon sign could work as well. But really looking at the rising sign here. So if you are an Aries ascendant, a gemstone for the first house, which is going to be Mars, so that could be red coral or carnelian. Jupiter is another good choice Jupiter is also going to rule the 12th house so this is something that you want to be a little bit more careful with but if your Jupiter is well placed getting a yellow sapphire or a gemstone for Jupiter is going to be nice getting a ruby for the sun especially if the sun is doing well in your birth chart that's going to be very auspicious a pearl for the moon would be all right as well I would not recommend Mercury, I wouldn't recommend a gemstone for Mercury. And I would also be careful with the Mars and the sun gemstones if a person is prone to being overheated or aggressive, um, already just really kind of heated and Um, maybe even frustrated or angry, just be mindful because those gemstones may overheat them. You might want to do something like the moonstone for the fourth house, or if Jupiter is well placed, getting a yellow sapphire for Jupiter. So weigh it out and just don't choose a gemstone that is going to overheat Aries, okay? If you are a Taurus ascendant, of course a gemstone for Your rising sign, like a diamond or a white sapphire, is going to be a good choice for Taurus, especially if Venus is well placed. An emerald for Mercury would do well because Mercury rules the fifth. And you know, it could be uh, Mercury, it could be Peridot, as we discussed earlier blue sapphire for saturn is a possibility because saturn is the yoga karka planet for taurus but you want to see the placement of saturn make sure that saturn is in good dignity and in a good house if you choose to strengthen the saturnine energy because even though saturn is a functional benefic in the chart of a taurus acting as the yoga karka planet you still want to be sure that it is in good dignity before choosing to add strength to it I would not recommend a yellow sapphire, I wouldn't recommend a gemstone for Jupiter, and I wouldn't recommend a gemstone for Mars either. I would stay away from the red coral or carnelian. If you are a Gemini ascendant, of course, a gemstone for Mercury, your first house ruler like a peridot or an emerald is going to be really nice for this chart. A diamond would work as well, a diamond or white sapphire because Libra is in your fifth house and the fifth house is one of those Dharma houses. So that would be another nice choice for Gemini. I would want you to be sure that Venus is well placed because it's also the ruler of a Dastana. So just be extra careful when choosing that the planet that i would not recommend for a gemini ascendant would be mars which so red coral or carnelian and i would not recommend saturn don't get a blue sapphire don't get amethyst don't get any any gemstone that is associated with saturn because it has the connection to the destana house And it's Saturn. And it's, you know, it rules the ninth house, which is nice. But I wouldn't go for I would choose something else. I would choose um, something for Mercury or a diamond of some sort. If you are a cancer ascendant, a pearl or a moonstone is going to be very lovely for you. Red coral or carnelian because Mars is the yoga Karka planet. Make sure that Mars is well placed if mars is debilitated or is in bad dignity otherwise it might be possible that adding fuel to the fire because mars is already strong it's possible that it could overheat and add more anger and frustration So, just carefully assess mars before choosing to get red coral or carnelian yellow sapphire is also a nice option for cancer ascendant jupiter Um, it is ruling the ninth house, which is one of those Dharma houses, but it is also the sixth house ruler. So carefully assess Jupiter. The gemstones that I would not recommend for a Cancer ascendant would be Mercury gemstones. So the Emerald, the Peridot, I wouldn't really recommend that gemstone unless of course it is prescribed by an astrologer who really knows what they're doing, okay? If you are a Leo ascendant, Ruby for the sun could be a good option. Yellow sapphire for Jupiter because it rules your fifth house. Red coral or carnelian for Mars because it rules your ninth house. As I've been mentioning, with these hot planets like sun and mars, even though they're acting as good planets, if you start wearing the gemstone and it's overheating and you're angry and you're frustrated and you're too ambitious and you can't sit still and it's just go, 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 go maybe consider taking it off and trying a more soothing stone. Okay, the gemstones that I would not recommend for Leo would probably be the moonstone because Cancer is in the 12th house and that is the only house that um, the moonstone would be associated to. So moonstones, pearls, things like that, I would not recommend for a Leo ascendant if you are a virgo ascendant of course a planet for or excuse me a stone for mercury so an emerald a peridot any of these green stones is going to be nice a diamond for venus a diamond or a white sapphire is going to connect to the ninth house which is going to be nice to strengthen especially if venus is in good dignity i wouldn't recommend carnelian or bloodstone or um, anything associated to Mars because Mars rules a distana and the third house and the third house is known as a mild dastana so that's why I wouldn't choose those gemstones for a Virgo if you are a libra ascendant of course i would recommend a diamond or a white sapphire for venus because that's your first house ruler an emerald for mercury or peridot for mercury could be a good choice but make sure that mercury is well placed because it does also rule a distana saturn is the yoga karka planet for libra If Saturn is in good dignity in the chart, getting a gemstone for Saturn, like the blue sapphire, maybe an amethyst, that could be a good option. If you are a Scorpio ascendant, Mars is your first house ruler. So representing Mars with the coral, the red coral or the carnelian could be a good choice, especially if Mars is well-placed. The pearl is going to be fantastic because the pearl is associated to cancer and cancer is in your ninth house so pearl moonstone is going to be so sweet um, and uplifting for a scorpio ascendant yellow sapphire or a stone for jupiter could also be really beneficial because um, jupiter rules the fifth house which is really positive i would stay away maybe from the diamonds and the white sapphire Those might be a little bit activating for the Scorpio. So just keep an eye out for that. If you are a Sagittarius rising, representing your ruling planet Jupiter with yellow sapphire or a stone for Jupiter, red coral could also be auspicious because it rules the fifth house. Make sure that Mars is well placed because it also does rule the Dastana, the 12th house. A ruby for the sun could be fantastic because the sun rules your ninth house and strengthening those feelings of uh, dharma and passion and ambition. So ruby could be really nice. If you are a Capricorn ascendant, a stone for Saturn such as blue sapphire, the blue spinel, or the amethyst could be positive for Capricorn, making sure that Saturn is well placed. An emerald could be a good choice as well, or again a peridot, because Mercury is associated to the ninth house, but be sure that Mercury is in a good house or in good dignity because Mercury is also associated to the 6th house so just make sure be a little bit more discerning with mercury here a diamond could also be so nice for capricorn because a diamond or white sapphire is connected to the yoga karka planet of venus especially if venus is well placed that's going to be such a nice thing for capricorn so if you're a capricorn ascendant i like white sapphire and diamond especially if venus is in a positive house if you are a, an Aquarius ascendant, again, blue sapphire or amethyst, blue spinel, is going to be representative of your first house, which is usually auspicious, especially if Saturn is going to be well-placed. An emerald for Mercury because Gemini rules your fifth house, a Dharma house. Be a little bit more discerning with Mercury because it also rules the eighth, which is a Dastana. For Aquarius rising as well, Venus is your yoga karka planet. So a white sapphire or a diamond is going to be auspicious for an Aquarius. I would avoid moonstone. I would avoid moonstone if you're an Aquarius. I didn't know it for Capricorn. I don't think I told you what to avoid. I wouldn't get like a ruby. I wouldn't get a stone for Um, The sun. Okay, so that would be the one that I avoid. Sorry, I forgot that one. So going on to Pisces, if you are a Pisces ascendant representing Jupiter with a yellow sapphire or stone for Jupiter, red coral or carnelian could also be nice because mars is going to rule the ninth house which is another positive house the moonstone, the pearl is going to be so nice for a pisces ascendant because cancer is in your fifth house which is of course a dharma house the planets that i would not strengthen would be saturn i would not recommend getting a blue sapphire blue spinel or amethyst and i would also be careful with ruby I would be really mindful with stones for the sun. Okay. And so again, I was mentioning these more um, for some of the planets I was saying for Sagittarius and Pisces, yellow sapphire, there's also yellow topaz or citrine. Okay, so I'm going to go through them again just in case. For the sun, it could be a ruby, but rubies can be really expensive. So there's also red spinel and rhodolite. For the moon, you could get the pearl or the moonstone. For Mars, it could be red, coral, or carnelian. For mercury, it could be the emerald, green, tourmaline, or the peridot. For Jupiter, yellow, sapphire, yellow, topaz, or citrine. For Venus, diamond, white, sapphire, or the white zircon saturn could be the blue sapphire blue spinel or the amethyst so there are different levels that you can go down it doesn't you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars but the thing is when you're choosing a gemstone you do want to connect with the gemstone you want to like it you want to feel positive about it when you put it on you want it to feel good and resonant. Don't get a gemstone that you hate just because you think it's going to support your chart. You want to feel good about it. It's going to change the entire energy. But you do also want to be sure that it is of good quality and that it's been well loved. And that's something that I do whenever I start wearing jewelry. This might make me sound a little bit woo-woo, but I clean them off. I clear off their energy. So I sage them, I might hold them over palo santo, I might hold them over incense, but I energetically bathe them off and make sure that they're clear before I wear them and allow their energy to integrate into my own and it changes the entire experience Um, so getting a gemstone that is supportive of your birth chart and that you feel really good about and again if you're confused you can always schedule a consultation with me or another astrologer to get more guidance so I hope that this was helpful I hope that you found it enjoyable I love talking about this stuff I think it's so much fun and if you want to learn more about Vedic astrology in a more formal setting I have a beginner series coming up on January 24th we'll meet over the span of nine hours and so I recently started doing astrology labs which is pretty casual and kicked back we get together to look at charts and learn together okay in my beginner series it's We get together over a span of time. If you want to see those dates, again, go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on group study, and then scroll to the bottom to see the beginner series. It's a lecture. It's very comprehensive question and answer discussion. And there's also the opportunity to get homework. So after the session, I send you guys homework um, to continue your education throughout the week, even if we're not talking. And people learn so much in these courses, and we all have so much fun. So if you're wanting to learn the fundamentals of Vedic astrology, I'm beginning that on January 24th, and I would love to see you there and meet you and so without further ado i will set you all on your way i hope that you have a wonderful day wherever you are if you do want to contact me you can email me at astrology at gmail.com you can visit my website innerknowing.yoga please follow me on instagram astrology underscore podcast and i will talk to you all very soon again my name is christine Rodriguez. this is astrology now thank you so much